Hi, I'm Nick Warren. I awoke from the operation and saw that where my hands and feet had previously been, they were now just neatly bandaged stumps. This is how Jamie Andrews' story for today's I Learn podcast starts. The rest of his story is a tale of responsibility, resilience and remarkable courage. Hi, First Quantum Leaders. My name is Jamie Andrew. I'm a quadruple amputee and a mountaineer. And today I'd like to share with you my story of coping with change and finding resilience. Because 21 years ago, I reached a low point in my life from which I might never have recovered had it not been for the help that I received from others. As a mountaineer, I was at the top of my game. Fit and active, I lived life to the max. I travelled the world, scaling vertical faces and conquering summits. Things couldn't have been better for me. Then, in January 1999, it all went wrong. During a climb of the north face of Les Droites, a mountain in the French Alps, my friend Jamie Fisher and I were caught by an unexpected and vicious storm. With zero visibility and plummeting temperatures, Unrelenting snow and high winds held us pinned to the mountain summit for a shocking ordeal that was to last for five days and five nights. When a rescue helicopter finally managed to pluck us from our icy hell, sadly it was too late. Too late for my friend who had died from hypothermia during the final night. And too late for my hands and feet which was so badly frostbitten that they had to be amputated a week later in hospital. When I awoke from those operations and looked down my hospital bed and saw that where my hands and feet had previously been were now only neatly bandaged stumps, to say that I wasn't prepared for this shock would be a vast understatement. At first, the prospect of facing the rest of my life without hands and feet just seemed like too appalling a concept to even contemplate. I couldn't even begin to imagine how I could ever lead any kind of meaningful existence in this condition ever again. There were certainly times during those first few days and weeks that I couldn't help thinking that I would have been better off just dying up there on the mountain summit alongside Jamie Fisher rather than coming down to face a life like this. Those were dark days indeed. And on top of all of that, I was still struggling to come to terms with the loss of my friend and struggling with all the strange and difficult emotions that went along with that. Emotions such as anger, anger at myself, anger at Jamie for not having made it down alive and guilt, guilt at having survived when he hadn't, guilt at having got down alive from our ordeal together when he hadn't. But in the end, it was those emotions relating to Jamie which actually helped me to come to terms with what had happened, because it was through thinking about him that I came to realise that really the most important thing here was that I was still alive. I had been given a second chance. Jamie, who had so tragically died up there on the mountain, hadn't been so lucky, hadn't been so fortunate, hadn't been given that second chance. So I made up my mind there and then that if anything, I owed it to him, as much as I owed it to everyone who had fought so hard to save me, as much as I owed it to myself, to make the most of this second chance, to find out what was possible without hands and feet, to treat it like my next big challenge, to treat it like the next big mountain that I had to climb. 
I resolved there and then, although I had no idea at this stage what it might involve, that I was going to take on this challenge that had been thrown down in front of me. I would give it a go and find out what was possible. I would somehow find the positive in this situation and bring it out. So with these thoughts in mind, I began the process of rehabilitation, the process of learning to do again all the everyday tasks that most of us just take completely for granted. Washing myself, dressing myself, going to the toilet myself, feeding myself. At this stage, I could do nothing for myself whatsoever. I was completely dependent on the help of others for absolutely everything. And at first, the challenge of learning to do everything in my life all over again from scratch just seemed far too daunting, far too great a challenge for one person to take on. And there were many times in the beginning when I just felt like throwing the towel in there and then before I'd even really begun. So my story might have ended there had it not been for three very important things that I came to realise and which helped me along the road to recovery. Firstly, I realised that it was really up to me to literally put myself back on my feet. The responsibility was mine and no one else was going to come along and magically make everything better. I was responsible for my own actions and I had to do my best now in order to put my life back together. But the second thing I realised was that although the responsibility was mine, I certainly wasn't facing this challenge alone. In fact, I was surrounded by dozens, if not hundreds of people who were there to help me. There were the professional staff who were around my bedside 24 hours a day should I need them. The doctors, nurses, surgeons, physiotherapists, each of them with their own skills and talents. Each of them was up for the challenge. Then, of course, there were my friends and family, my wonderful girlfriend, Anna, who were also around my bedside daily, who were also up for the challenge. And when I began to realise quite how much help and support I had available, suddenly the mountain I had to climb didn't seem quite so steep after all. And then the third thing that I came to realise about this enormous challenge that I faced was that, of course, it didn't have to be one big challenge, but like any challenge, it could just be broken down into many, many much more achievable bite-sized pieces. So rather than lying in bed all day feeling sorry for myself, moping about the fact that I was never going to climb a mountain again, I would say to myself, okay, well, yesterday the nurses had to brush my teeth for me. Well, today I'm going to do that myself and I don't care whether it takes me an hour or two hours or all day because I've got all day. So I would set about my daily challenge and more often than not, I would achieve that challenge. And that, of course, would be a small victory. That would be one small step further down my road to independence and recovery. That would be one small piece of my self-esteem, one back. So I really didn't find it all that difficult to keep myself motivated during this time because every day I was achieving these small goals. Every day I was managing to do something that I couldn't do the day before. So it was that only three and a half months after losing my hands and feet, with of course a huge amount of help from those around me. I learned once more to wash myself, dress myself, feed myself, go to the toilet myself, and of course to walk again. I was now sufficiently capable of looking after myself that I was able to leave behind the security of the hospital and move back home again, to live once more a relatively normal life. But it didn't stop there. 
because by now I had become more or less addicted to this process of setting myself challenges and achieving new things. It was all too exciting to stop there. So over the months and years ahead, I found myself doing more and more unlikely things and participating in more and more of the activities that I so much loved doing before my accident. I sailed, I skied, I snowboarded, I paraglided, I ran the London Marathon, I went potholing, I designed a specially adapted mountain bike, I learned to drive a car, I went orienteering, swimming and surfing. And all of these things had one thing in common, in that at first I thought they would be impossible for a person without hands and feet. But what I always found was that no matter how futile an activity might seem at the outset, no matter how impossible, if I simply put aside my reservations and went ahead and gave it a go, more often than not, I would meet with success. In fact, it was amazing how often what seemed like a very difficult problem would turn out to have a very simple solution, and even more amazing how often that solution could turn out to be right in front of my very nose. But the goal which I feel most fortunate in achieving, against all the odds, is having returned to the mountains that I love so much. Despite not having hands and feet, or perhaps because of it, I've learned to rock climb again, designed special ice axes and ice climbed. I've climbed Ben Nevis, the biggest mountain in the UK, and many mountains around the world, including the Matterhorn and Kilimanjaro. I realise that mountaineering isn't everyone's cup of tea, but it is what fires me up. It's what I'm passionate about. And I believe that it's important in life that we pursue our passions, whatever they might be. So that's my story. But what, you might ask, has it got to do with you guys? Well, I believe that many of the lessons I learned during my journey from hospital bed to mountain summit have relevance to all of us, especially during these difficult, challenging times. I learned, for example, that you only have one shot at life. It's worth making the most of that shot. And to do that, you have to take control. You have to take responsibility for your own actions. Choose your own destiny and follow your own dreams. Take action to make the most of your life because no one else is going to make the most of it for you. But another thing that I learned is that along the way there is much assistance available and without that help you won't get very far. I learned too of the importance of keeping myself motivated by having goals, setting myself targets. Working my way one step at a time from goal to goal, I could eventually reach even those most distant of dreams. And finally, I learned that all problems, no matter how difficult, no matter how impossible they might seem at first, all problems have a solution which can be found by persistence, resilience and diligence. Give it a go and you'll almost certainly surprise yourself. In short, I discovered that nothing is impossible. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Stay safe, stay resilient and remember to make the most of the opportunities that life brings you. That's it for this week's episode. Everybody involved gave their time for free. Thanks for listening and see you next time.